You are listening to the Just Between Us Women podcast, hosted by Leah Brueggemann and Katherine Johnson. We are bringing you conversations about topics you might feel strongly about, but are too afraid to begin. How we navigate entrepreneurship as a wife and a mom without losing ourselves in either identity. We want to open the conversation and how we continue to grow in our faith while pursuing our passions. How strong communities of women help us to grow personally and ways to foster them. And taboo subjects no one wants to bring up don't need to be a business owner, a wife, or a mom to come join us. All you have to have is a desire for discussions that scratch deeper than the surface. Good morning, ladies. Uh, Well, it's morning for us. You could be listening to it in the afternoon, but for us, it's morning time, uh, rainy here. Um, So I wanted to bring on today um, my best friend, Bernadette Kohler, who we have been best friends since high school days. We went to boarding school together. We transferred schools together and we've stayed close over the years. Um, Bernadette is a physical therapist assistant and a little over a year ago, she went through a very hard breakup, which she handled like a rock star. So we thought she would be a really good person to come on and talk to all of you guys about how to handle and heal from a breakup as a young woman. So Bernadette, if you want to kind of tell us a little bit more about you and you can just kind of get into your story if you'd like. Hi guys. First off, thanks for having me on. Uh, It's a pleasure. (laughs) This is my first time doing a podcast, so bear with me, everyone. (laughs) So yes, as Catherine mentioned, I am a physical therapist assistant. I've graduated uh, in 2019, so I've been working for about a year now. I work in outpatient clinic, uh, so I kind of float between a couple different clinics and pretty much go wherever the fires are or, you know, people who are in need of extra help. Uh, I eventually want to work uh, on the neurological side of things. So hopefully with the military and vets. Um, So that's my end goal with that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I guess I'm here to talk a little bit about uh, this lovely thing we like to call a breakup. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been, it's been about, two years now. Okay. So I had my timeline a little off, but (laughs) yeah. Um, yes. So I'm not going to say names or anything. Some of the people listening to this will probably know who he is, but I'm not going to say who it is, uh, for the sake of his privacy and all that. But, um, I guess I'll start a little bit from the beginning to kind of give a little bit of an intro. Uh, we met in high school. It was, Right before senior year, Catherine and I um, kind of had a group of friends that we all kind of hung out together, and he was a part of that group, and we kind of just chit-chatted here and there. It was never anything spectacular, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but over that summer, uh, he got my phone number, and we just started talking and turned into uh, something more. We really liked each other and then eventually ended up dating, but uh, that was my senior year. So when I went back to school, um, we couldn't really talk because of rules and different things. So basically had to spend nine months seeing him around, but not being able to talk to him, which was crazy hard. Catherine can tell you all about that. You know, we might have snuck a few talks in there, Catherine. Yeah, uh, I might have played middle man a couple times. 
yeah, Kevin might have gotten in trouble on my stage for yeah. a couple of times. I sorry, not to sorry. The <laughs> it was worth it. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. What do you expect when you tell someone you can't talk to the person they like for nine months? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, poor Catherine was in the middle of that. But, you know, <laughs> she was friends with him too. So it wasn't all terrible. <laughs> um, so after we graduated, sorry, I guess I should mention he was a year older, like a grade above me. So he was um, working, not in school. But I graduated, went back home. I live in St. Louis and he is not from where he Louis. is. Yeah. Not, not in <laughs> a different state <laughs> um so we did long distance which let me tell you distance does not make the heart grow fonder that is a gigantic myth sure you miss them like heck but does not make you grow fonder so we did uh, long distance for two years and then after that he moved to st louis so he moved here and went to college, uh, got a degree, found a job. And you're and, dating this whole time, right? Yeah, we're dating this okay. whole time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so you had gone from long distance to him living like very close to you. So now you were able to experience the like, he can come over to my family's house. We can all hang out together. We can do outings together, all that. Yes, we finally got to experience that side of things because when you're long distance you know you see each other we saw each other maybe once a month for a couple days at a time Uh, but now we got to experience hey you know come over for dinner or you know our families are all getting together and you know you can now be a part of it it's not just on special occasions or you can actually be a part of each other's lives more Mm -hmm. and get to experience everyday life you know coming home from work or It's to see more of that side of each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, like I said, went to college, got his degree, and we had plans to get married, you know, start a life together. And uh, at the meantime, I was going to school for physical therapy. He graduated a year before me, and I had talked about I didn't want to get engaged while I was still in college. Like I wanted to just focus on school, get my degree, and then, you know, work towards getting married and not have that all combined and just so I could focus on mm-hmm. school. You know, I didn't want all that at once. So that was kind of our plan. Um, so. So I'm new here. If you yes. guys don't know my voice, this is Leah. So I just need <laughs> some more background. Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. Um, so, so what was it like going from long distance to not long distance? Cause I did long distance. Well, he's now my husband. And like, that was like major trans transformation, trans- transition, transition. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> because like Words. what you imagine it to be like and what it actually is, is so very different. Um, oh, for sure. And so like, was that, did you feel like it helped your relationship go stronger or were you like, oh, like what happened in that transition? Uh, Definitely we got closer. Um, Mm -hmm. We had been wanting that for so long, you know, distance is not, not fun. Everything gets misconstrued over text. You know, you get into these little disagreements because you can't, you can't, uh, realized tone over text and yeah, yeah you can call you can FaceTime but it's it's not the same um 
but it's just, it was a whole different world. Like, you know, being able to just sit on the front porch together and talk and not worry about, oh, you have to leave in 12 hours. Then, you know, mm-hmm. we don't have to cram as much stuff into one day as possible before you leave. You know, you don't have yeah. that anxiety of like, oh, we only have two or three days together. And then this all ends mm-hmm. for another month. So that was really nice. And he got to know my family more and my friends. We all hung out as friends. We did stuff together. So that was a whole other side of it. That was, it was really cool to see because he was so much more a part of my life, not just this person I would talk to on the phone. Like my, mm-hmm. my grandparents, my nieces, they all knew him. He was friends with my friends. We would do stuff together. So that was a really, um, definitely a great positive to that. Yeah. So me, Catherine, I've never experienced long distance relationship. I'm, I never have. So sucks. yeah, everyone tells me it sucks and I believe you <laughs> Well, I'm married now. So, you know, I don't have to worry about that, <laughs> but, um, you're stuck together. Yeah. We're stuck now. <laughs> um, so my kind of question is like for that whole transition, like, do you feel like, I mean, you kind of answered, you did grow more together and you were stronger, but like what was it like kind of to see the whole, like, Oh, this is how he is outside of like our special time together. Because I just, my, I'm envisioning like when you're long distance and you're like, you have a few days together, it feels like everything would be like easy breezy. You probably aren't getting into arguments very much because like you only have this allotted time and it's probably very precious to you. Um, Mm -hmm. so do you feel like you had like more fights and like more disagreements and more things to work through, like living close together, or was that harder over like text and FaceTiming and calls? Um, I'd say they were of a different nature because okay. before over text, it's like, wh- where are you? You didn't you know, like you were gone for hours. That never happens. Like, is everything okay? Like, you know, it, it would be more petty stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas once he moved here, it was you know, uh, his, his schedule is crazy with work because he would work nights and it's just kind of adjusting to, you know, he'd be sleeping during the day, but then I'd be working during the day and it's just different, uh, different type of, uh, struggle. Yeah. Struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> um, but we never really like argued. It was more just, you know, everyday disagreements. Like every, like no couple is perfect, but right. I'd say we weren't like the arguing type. We never really like yelled or raised our voices at each other. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, the usual stuff with couples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. So yeah, you continue on, we might, we might pop in with other questions as you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just continue in your story. <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, I guess we were at, yeah, right before I was graduating, it was November and I was graduating in May and I was in class and I could just tell something was off with him. He was just not being the nicest, I guess I could say. And that's very, that was very unusual for him. And I could tell that something was just off and, uh, he was like, hey, can you can you come over after class? I want to talk to you. And I just had this sinking feeling. I just, I kind of knew, but it was, it was out of nowhere, you know? So the whole rest of class was just 
shot. Not, I was not paying attention, couldn't focus. So class ended and I drove to his apartment and I walked, um, I walked in the door and he basically said that he wanted to take a break. And this was coming out of nowhere because we had made plans to get engaged in a few months and okay, what's a break? Like you're, you're either want to be with me or you want to break up, not, not take a break. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I know it was just um, more of an excuse and more that he was scared to actually completely pull the plug. And the more that I talked to different people about it, that said the same thing. Um, so we took that break, whatever it was called, which was obviously devastating to me. And what did that look think- like? Would that mean like no communication? Like what did a break look like for you guys? <laughs> That was my question, too. (laughs) Um, He said he didn't want to talk at all. We shouldn't talk at all. Um, And I was like, well, well, how long? He goes, I don't don't know how long. That's kind of the whole point of it. I'm like, well, you got to give me a timeline. Me being a planner, I need to know things. Like, what's Mm -hmm. going on? What's happening? And he's just like, I I don't know. I don't know. And then I go home, cry, you know, the usual. (laughs) Um, But we ended up like 10 days later, I guess, I think it was, um, like getting back together. Um, and then about a week later, he was going on vacation with a couple of his friends. So, and you guys were together right now again, right? Yeah. But he, he went on this vacation like two or three days later. So, you know, nothing was really very well talked about because he just kind of left right away for this trip so over this trip you know he's with his friends he's visiting other friends that he hasn't seen and so you know I want to like give him this space you know I'm not like gonna be clingy about him and constantly talk to him like no he needs that time but some things happened at home that were pretty hard and I tried to call him and he wouldn't talk to me and just kind of making up excuses of why he couldn't talk and I'm like, okay, this is so out of the ordinary. He's always been there for me, no matter what, no matter what he's doing, like he will drop it if I, like I need help. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? And so when he comes back from this trip, uh, I went to go pick him up and the drive home was just the most awkward awkward drive ever and I I had this feeling again that just something something wasn't right and so we get to his apartment and you know he throws his stuff down we walk in the door and he kind of just sits on the couch and is looking down and I'm just standing there he's sitting I'm standing there and he kind of just looks up at me and I, I just knew right then I go you're ending things aren't you and he just started crying oh yeah, he didn't even have to say it. I just, I just felt it. And then mm-hmm. obviously I started crying too. Um, and this just came out of the complete blue. I had no idea that he was feeling this way. How could I, when we had planned to get engaged in a few short months, we had our whole lives planned out together. You know, we, he was my best friend. You know, we, we did everything together. This, I just couldn't believe that this was actually happening. I felt like I was in a dream in a haze or something. How could this be happening? You know, nothing. It's not like one of us messed up or 
you know, we'd been having issues. Everything was, everything was fine as far as I could tell. And then Mm -hmm. immediately the blame game starts happening. Mm -hmm. So what did I do wrong? What, what, what did I miss? You know, what, was I not good at this? Was I terrible at this? I could have been better at this. It's just that immediate, what did I do? Mm -hmm. And I was just completely stunned. And I, I think I called you Catherine that, Mm -hmm. that night and told you, but I didn't tell anyone for about a month. Yeah. Yeah. I was the only person you called Bernadette called me like sobbing. And I just knew, I knew in that moment too. Like also I knew that they had their little break, but like it, this was out of blue, out of the blue too, because like we were all friends too. Like Bernie had mentioned, like we all hung out in high school. We had stayed friends. I was friends with him. When I went to visit Bernie, we all hung out. Um, and everything seemed like it was like fine. So yeah, to me too, like I thought like it also was out of the blue. And, but when she called me like crying so hard, I knew that like, that was what had happened. But yeah, you kind of kept it to yourself otherwise for a while. Yeah, I mean, that's hard. Like to have, like for your friends and family to think you're planning that. Did he ever give you a reason or just like <laughs> grew apart? Is that the big oh, that this like yeah, to this know? goes on a while. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that is yeah, that is the million dollar question. Oh. And I will get into that in momentarily. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't. I didn't tell anyone for about a month because I was, frankly, I think I was just in shock and I couldn't, I couldn't even process it myself and I just couldn't believe it. And I guess it, if I started telling people that would make it feel uh, more real and I just, I wasn't ready for that, but obviously my mom and my brothers were kind of suspicious because, you know, you'd come over for family dinners or we, you know, family gatherings and or he'd come over after work and, you know, for a month, they didn't see him. And they were like, oh, what's, is, where, is he back home? Is he visiting home? Like, what's going on? And I just kind of, you know, just brushed it off because I was not ready to talk about it. But, uh, you know how moms are. They just know. <laughs> I love your mom. He's <laughs> crazy. Um, but, yeah, she kind of forced it out of me. And I just... I was like, yeah, you broke up with me. And I just walked out the door and started crying. And she was just like, what just happened? Um, but yeah, I was like at a point where I'm like, okay, now what? I had all these plans with him. You know, we had, had these dreams and plans that we were going to get married and, you know, start a family and all this stuff. And Question. to have all, Yes. Why do you think that like you didn't tell anyone else for a whole month? Like why, I mean, obviously it takes time to process things, but why do you think like, yes, you told me, but why do you think it took you so long to like tell your family? Cause like you said, it was kind of weird. Like people are kind of like, oh, what's going on? Like, where is he? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that was? I think because if I told people it would finally uh, be real. Yeah. And I, I wasn't ready for that. And I also didn't want to have to explain why because I didn't even know why and it's mm-hmm. just just telling people your friends and family that the person that you love just doesn't want to be with you anymore frankly just sucks <laughs> like yeah. there's 
no way around it. It just, it's not a good feeling. And I was already feeling pretty low and I just, you know, didn't really want to add to it. Yeah. Makes total sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So after that, um, once, once people started finding out, you know, pretty much everyone was shocked because, you know, he'd been there for two years. He was friends with my friends and family and, you know, everyone, everyone knew we were going to get married, you know? Um, so then all the loving questions came (laughs) the questions and the what's the word um advice (laughs) Mm. all the advice starts coming Mm -hmm. which you know I've never been this was my first first boyfriend first uh heartbreak Mm -hmm. we were together for four years so I didn't I don't know what heartbreak is Mm -hmm. but it's it's crazy until you, until you experience it, you, you have no idea. Like you can read about it, books, movies, songs, but once you experience it, it's, it's crazy. You have an actual, your heart actually hurts. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they have the term love sick, which is so true. Like you can literally get sick over grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I, so when he, when he broke up with me, it was right before my finals and clinicals. So me being the stubborn person that I am, I was like, I'm not going to let this, you know, mess up my, my degree in school. Mm-hmm. And that final was the next day. I <laughs> went to school oh with completely puffy, swollen eyes. Cause I've been up all night crying. Um, but who got an A on that test? <laughs> <laughs> But, um, and then I started clinicals, uh, about two weeks after that, which is for those of you who don't know, it's basically where you go into different, uh, settings, you know, hospitals, outpatient clinics. Um, and basically you learn the hands-on of actually rehabbing and treating people. And my, I, I was, my first one was in a hospital and I just, I did my best to focus, but when I would go on break for lunch, I would just start tearing up. I couldn't, I would get hungry throughout the day, but I would take one bite of a sandwich or something and I I couldn't even eat. Like I couldn't eat for weeks. Mm -hmm. I was so, so sad. I wasn't angry ever, which honestly surprises me. I never got angry. I think I just loved him too much. I was more just sad and confused. Um, But yeah, I couldn't eat. So I didn't get hungry. I just couldn't eat. I know every day I'd be like, Bernadette, did you eat today? <laughs> You're like, I had a bite of a granola bar. I'm like, go eat food. <laughs> I literally can't. Yeah. I know this is bad for me, but I just can't eat. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got, got through my clinicals, graduated. At least I have that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, all the advice, you know, starts rolling in. And I know people mean well, but no matter how it very well, very well may be true, but in the thick of it, it is not helpful because the things that people say are not what you want to hear or are going to help you get through it. Like, oh, you know, it'll, it'll get better with time. I mean, of course it will. Like, but 
no one wants to hear that. That's not helpful. Or, you know, you'll find someone else better. That doesn't make anyone feel good when, you know, this, this person that you love just throw you to the side and you're, and someone says, oh, you'll find someone better. Yeah, but I love this person with all my heart. Or, you know, it's, it's his loss. <laughs> None of it helps. Yeah. So I think, I think a lot of it is, you know, people are trying to be nice and helpful, which is great. But I think a better way of going about it is, you know, just telling them it's okay to be sad and confused and lost. You know, this is, this is something big that's happened to you and it's a huge change. Like, obviously you're going to have a lot of emotions and grief surrounding it. Mm -hmm. Um, Also another thing, like there is, there is no timeline. Everyone is different. You know, the, the cliche is that guys, guys get over it really quick and girls take a lot longer to process, which in my case was definitely true. Um, it's taken me probably a good two years to fully be okay. I mean, obviously there were times before it where, you know, I was fine, but not completely there. You know, I'd be crying, you know, maybe once a week, not every day. Mm-hmm. And then it got crying once a month. Um, but yeah, everyone's different. And especially depending on what you went through or who that person was to you, mm-hmm. it's just going to totally depend on how that was. Mm-hmm. So um, I would love for you to like, I mean, you can share as little or as much as you want about this, but I think it'd be really helpful for other young women who have gone through this are going through heartbreak. Like what, what were your struggles like internally going on after this. Cause it's like, so it's just, it's hard, you know, it's, especially when it's shocking like that. Um, like what were, yeah, your kind of your internal struggles going on and like what helped you get through those struggles. Whew, those <laughs> internal struggles. <laughs> that is a great question. So for the type of person that I am, my personality, I tend to hold things in and it takes a lot for me to open up. I mean, with you, Catherine, it's pretty easy um, because, you know, I trust you. You're my best friend. And also you're like, you know, tell me now, tell me now, let's go. (laughs) We're going to talk about this. (laughs) Um, But being that I held things in, I, I would spend a lot of time alone in my room crying Mm -hmm. (laughs) as sad as that sounds, but you know, it's, it's a process. And, some people would try to get me out to go out and hang with, hang out with friends. And, you know, that's, everyone thinks that's, that's the thing that everyone needs to do, but. Mm-hmm. Like get over it. You're, we can go out and just forget about yeah, it. Yeah. Like forget about it. But no, I don't want to forget about it. I need to process this and think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I eventually, you know, I started talking to you more, but I did, I don't know if I ever told you this, Catherine, but I, I felt like I was being annoying by talking about it because Nelly brought that up. You'd be like, I'm sorry. I bring this up all the time, but I was like, no, talk about it. Like you need to get off your chest, especially because you're very introverted. Like you do have a select few in your very trusted circle of like who you can really delve into things with. Yeah. So that was, that was one of my struggles because I just, I didn't want to be a burden or like, oh my gosh, she's talking about him again. Like, when is she going to get over it? Like, it's, yeah, it's a big deal, but come on now, you know, it's been six months. 
<laughs> so that was probably one of my biggest things. <laughs> and then I would, you know, there'd be times where I go it, a week, a few weeks, and I'd be fine. And then just a picture will pop up in your timeline of you and him together. And then just, you just start crying and all the memories come back. Um, so there's going to be days where you're, you'll do all right and everything seems fine. And then it just hits you like a ton of bricks. Um, but I definitely internalized things a lot. And even, even my mom tried to get me to talk to her. She would, which my mom and I are close, but I don't really like talking to her about that kind of stuff. <laughs> I would much prefer friends, but you know, she, she loved him and she would, she came into my room one night and, you know, I was just crying and she kind of sat on my bed and she started crying too. And I'm like, no, <laughs> this is not helping. Uh, but you, you just come to a point where you think nothing is ever going to be okay again. Like I was so sick of crying mm-hmm. because I had been crying nonstop and I just, I felt so terrible and lonely because you had this person you had this best friend who you talked to every day, even just the little things like, oh, hey, this happened at work. I thought of you or I saw this thing and I thought of you. All that, mm-hmm. even the small things like that being taken away is a huge adjustment. So just looking ahead from the point you're at right now and thinking, how am I going to get there? I had all these uh, plans and stepping stones to get here, but now all that came crashing down and I basically have to rethink everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I have... I just graduated and I can, you know, start my career and everything, but you kind of have to look at things a little differently now. Sure. So, yeah, like I said, it probably took me about two years to fully get over it, which for some people out there might think that's crazy, but I also hold on to things for a long time. And the thing I learned is, not that I did it, but I just, I had this, I told myself that I wanted to be okay on my own because of myself before I met someone else. I wasn't Mm -hmm. trying, I didn't want to meet a guy and then be okay. You know, Mm -hmm. a guy can't, they can add to your happiness or detract from it, but you cannot make your happiness dependent on someone else. Mm -hmm. That it's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for him. And it's not going to be a lasting relationship and that's not true happiness. So that was one of my big goals at the end of it was Mm -hmm. to be okay because of myself and not because, you know, some, some guy I met who I'm now dating or, you know, just who I might be dating because he's making me happy. No, you have to be happy on your own first before you can move on to that. Mm -hmm. So what did you do to like get there? I feel like there's a very wide expanse to do. <laughs> um, I think so. He lived here for the the next year after he broke up with me. So he was still here for a year, and that was hard. Like I would still see him at church, and I would <laughs> I would tear up during church, and um, I would. You know, he didn't live far from me, so I would pass his apartment a lot. And um, since I was so confused as to why it happened, I was, 
you know, I kept, I kept trying to talk to him, like, can you, I need a reason. I need closure. I need to understand what I did wrong or what happened. Mm -hmm. And so there were lots of times where, you know, we'd, we'd meet up and talk and he, he tried to explain it to me and it, it wasn't really anything specific. He was like, it was nothing you did. I, I still love you and all this stuff. I'm like, how can you say you still love me? <laughs> you were just confusing me even more. But I just kept trying to get to the bottom of it. And I know he got annoyed for me at keep that I kept asking. But, you know, when you think you're going to marry someone and just up out of the blue, they say, hey, you know, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. You kind of have a few questions. <laughs> so... I was very um, adamant and stubborn about getting to the bottom of it. And what it came down to is like, you know, happiness for both of us. You know, it's not like we were having crazy issues or one of us did something wrong. It was just, I guess he, I, I, I don't really know. <laughs> Grew apart maybe. Or about bit, just like finding true happiness, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, once I got past that, he pretty much spent, since he was here for a whole year, we would, I know this is crazy to some people too, and I heard an earful of it from so many people, we would still hang out, you know, we were still best friends, um, there was definitely a different side door hanging out, you know, we weren't walking down the street holding hands, um, but, you know, we would, we'd go on hikes together, we'd, you know hang out a little bit and people thought that the craziest thing and yeah it was hard but I in the moment I thought I would rather have him in my life as a friend than lose him all together mm-hmm. which I don't think a lot of people understood mm-hmm. and I mean that's fine I mean to each their feel, own yeah do you feel like that made it easier for you to get over him or harder I'm very curious <laughs> Because, you know, if you're spending time still together, yes, the dynamic is very different, but at the same point, it's, he's still there. You know what I mean? So like, what, how do you, looking back now, like, do you think that was made it harder for you to like fully heal and get over it? Or do you think that like helped you? I think it was a mix of both, honestly. Yeah. Because at least at first, you know, we'd be, we'd be sitting there and all I'd want to do is just like, you know, lay on his shoulder and like hold hands and stuff. And it was really hard. And I would just kind of start to tear up and he and he'd say no we can't do this if you we can't just hang out like friends if you know you're gonna do this and I'm like I expect you to get over it this fast like not not as good as it is you apparently (laughs) um but yeah there were there are many times where it was definitely really hard and but I think eventually you know it helped to just not have go from hundred to zero, like, you know, just have them out of my life completely because we could still, you know, have our talks and, you know, just spend time that, with. Is it, I mean, I'm imagining like it was helpful for closure. Cause like, I know like closure is huge. That's like, that to me is like the catalyst for helping you really heal and get over someone is like, if you get that closure and like, you still had a lot of unanswered questions. So do you think like that did help you get the closure and like be able, cause you had that open pathway of communication. Like you were kind of able to get more of that closure. That, yeah, definitely. Because 
he was trying to stay away because he, I mean, he's, he still had feelings, but, you know, me being a girl and much more emotional and the one that I was broken up with, you know, mm-hmm. I was taking it so much harder and I took everything harder than him because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he can just let go of things really easily. Um, but yeah, I definitely did provide for more closure, which was definitely what I needed. Mm-hmm. I thought I had it. And then a few months went by and I realized I didn't and I brought it up again and we had a really good talk and I got the closure I needed and we were still able to just hang out as friends, which I'm not going to say that it was all completely easy. It was still hard, um, but I definitely enjoyed my time with that and definitely mm-hmm. think it helped. And I'm, I'm not saying that that's for everyone, mm-hmm. but for me, that's, that's what I needed. Mm-hmm. I mean, just goes to show every relationship is different and like every person is different. And also I think it totally depends on like how the breakup goes. Cause like mm-hmm. I had a boyfriend before my husband who like it ended really badly. <laughs> so yeah. like, it was pretty much like zero to a hundred or a hundred to zero. And I wanted it to be that way. And it was good that it was that way. Yeah. Um, because there was like a big reason why it ended, like I said, it ended very like badly. So I can understand though, on the other side of it, if like, you're like, okay, why the heck is this ending? Like nothing actually happened. You yeah, probably need I, more time to was, be like, okay, we need to work through this a little bit. Yeah. It definitely was not the case like yours where something happened. Mm-hmm. This was more, you know, like loving and not that anyone had done something, you mm-hmm. know, but in the end, it's still, I think Catherine, you might've told me this, but it is grieving a loss. Mm-hmm. Like you, he may not be dead, but you know, it's still grieving a loss because mm-hmm. he was a part of my life and now he's no longer a part mm-hmm. of it. So it is very much grieving, Yeah. but just knowing that God has a plan for you and no one knows you better than God. Like mm-hmm. I, I can actually honestly believe that now. Back then, even though, in the thick of it, when people are saying, you'll find someone better, or, you know, it just wasn't meant to be, you you know these things, obviously, because otherwise it wouldn't have happened, but mm-hmm. you, you just didn't want to think about that. But now, on the other end of it, two years later, it's, yeah, I still miss him, I'll always miss him, but I can see that, you know, it wasn't meant to be, and that God has a bigger and better plan because he knows me better than anyone. Mm -hmm. I love that. I just feel like super sad after this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, and I wasn't even broken up with. (laughs) Honestly, there's something really cathartic about talking about it or writing about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually wrote an article kind of about the same thing. Uh, I submitted it, but you know, obviously there's tons of submissions, so it didn't get published. But even just the fact that um, the actually writing. writing it out or talking about it like this, there's something really, really cathartic about it. Mm-hmm. And now I can talk about it without crying. So we are on the right <laughs> yeah. path, ladies and gentlemen. Been no tears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what would be your top tips to somebody like besides his loss that you would say to do, like mm-hmm. literally not even like think about or but like to actually go out and do mm-hmm. and help yeah like you had mentioned you wanted to be happy with yourself so if you could delve mm-hmm. into that a little bit more too of like tips on like how you like actual steps you took to do that um yeah so definitely being okay 
learning to be happy with yourself before moving on. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I had just started my new job, which was, you know, something so out of my comfort zone because, you know, you finally get your degree and you get to work on patients and, you know, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I just graduated school. And so I, say that. <laughs> I, I talk to my patients all the time. I'm like, I learned this on YouTube. I don't really have a degree. <laughs> um, so I, I focused a lot on that um, and just learning how to be okay again. Um, at first, I didn't want to, you know, go to the places that we had gone, which you know, pretty, pretty much limits me to everywhere because <laughs> like, we were together for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, honestly, it just takes time and prayer, a lot of prayer, uh, because sometimes you don't really know what you're doing or if you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. I guess I would just say, give yourself grace. And if people think you should be over it by now, they don't know. They don't they're not you. They're not your relationship. You kind of have to do what works for you. And also having a friend to confide in really (laughs) definitely helps. Thank you, Kevin. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You just don't think there's a certain way you have to act after a breakup because it's different for everyone. And I got a lot of crap for, you know, just hanging out as friends with him afterwards, but you know, that's what I needed. And we still, had a love for each other. Granted, it wasn't exactly the same, but it's not like we hated each other or anything. Right. There was like a, a or, respect there. Yeah. Or the fact that it took me so long. I just, you just have to do what works best for you mm-hmm. and not care about what other people say. Mm-hmm. So what are those like basically the things you would tell someone, like say someone comes to you like freshly broken up, like what would you say to them that you wish people would have said to you instead of trying to give you the unhelpful advice? Mm-hmm. I would say it's okay to feel everything that you're feeling right now. You are entitled to feel everything that you're feeling right now. And you just have to do what's right for you. You know, I'm here if you want to talk to me anytime and you don't ever have to feel like you're annoying me or bugging me. I think that would have been the biggest thing for me. Like, I, I know you would never feel like I was bugging you, but I felt that way. Mm-hmm. But just hearing it from their mouths makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. And just being a shoulder to cry on, you know, mm-hmm. just a simple little things. Yeah. Women, especially, I feel like, I mean, cause like you said, there kind of is that saying that like women take longer to get over it than men, like men are fast to get over it and women take a lot longer. And I, I mean, it depends on the person of course, but I mean, it, it tends yeah. to seem like that's pretty true. <laughs> um, and I, <laughs> I can think like, for that. yeah, and same here. I mean, when I went through my bad breakup and I also feel like for some reason, even like no matter the kind of breakup you have. So like I had a pretty bad breakup. You had a pretty amicable breakup. Like as the woman, you still feel like I did something wrong. Something's wrong with me. Like you put the blame on yourself and then like your self-worth goes like way down. That's oh, yeah. Felt. And like talking to you, I remember you saying the same thing. You almost feel like, well, I'm not worthy to be loved then because this person just up and mm-hmm. left and I don't know why. 
In your, in your case, you're... you didn't know why. In my case, I knew why, but it was still very, like, shocking. So. Yeah. And your trust just, it's completely shot. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot to work up to rebuild that trust again. Mm-hmm. Well, there's way <laughs> at the end of the tunnel, ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Leah, have mean... you ever had... Go ahead. <laughs> have you ever um, gone through a breakup at all? Not really. No. I mean, like, sort of, but, like, we weren't officially dating or anything. Not for that, like, expansive time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there was someone I was talking to, and I remember, like, he, he went to go visit the seminary. And mm. I was like, well, we should probably stop talking if you're going to go visit the seminary. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't really compete with that. Um, <laughs> which he didn't end up on joining. And I remember being like, not like insulted, but kind of insulted because he came back and like he never contacted me to be like, this is like how my trip went. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out mm-hmm. from his brother. It's a oh, gold mine. Fun. Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, nice. So no, not really. But um, I always contemplated that if Seb and I ever broke up like I was moving across the country like I just wasn't going to tell people I was just going to like move across the country. <laughs> I approve of that plan yeah <laughs> I don't even know why I had ever thought about that I think it was probably um when we were doing long distance or something and we'd had a disagreement and I was like if we ever broke up like what would I do I'm like I would just move across country like I don't even because your life gets so intertwined with them mm-hmm. you know this is back mm-hmm. when I was also younger and dumber but I was just <laughs> like I wouldn't know how to deal with it so I would just mm-hmm. move yeah it is it's easier for sure to like remove yourself mm-hmm. totally from like the situation so yeah. Like personally, so, yeah, I could not like have just stayed friends and hung out. Again, the circumstances were definitely different, but yeah, I couldn't have just been like, okay, we can hang out and just be friends. I mean, that, even <laughs> if my circumstances were like yours, Bernie, like I could yeah. not do that. Just with my personality, I could not do that. <laughs> yeah. But that's the whole point is like, you just have to realize like what you need and like what is going to be helpful to you personally. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting though. Cause mm-hmm. when I was talking, when I was talking to someone like way back before, like I was dating Seb, I remember like not having an exact reason why I was like, this just can't go on. It wasn't that I didn't like them. It wasn't that I didn't respect them. It was just like something deep inside me was just like this, like, I don't feel like this is the right thing. And mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you why. Like I couldn't. And like, he even asked me, he's like, why? I'm like, I have no idea. Like literally it was just that when I, in my brain was like, okay, like this just can't continue. I'm just going to have to like stop talking to him. We weren't even dating. It was just an immense like amount of peace afterwards. And I was like, Mm -hmm. that's the right decision. Even though I had no earthly clue why, like nothing bad happened, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sometimes there's no reason. I guess not. Yeah. It could just be like intuition or something. And sometimes that's like a compatibility thing. Like Mm -hmm. it literally just comes down to like personality differences and compatibility differences. And there just maybe isn't that like chemistry or something like and how you grow together. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, thank you for coming (laughs) on Bernadette and being vulnerable and sharing Mm -hmm. your story. And I'm sure that someone related to it and I hope that it helps them see the light at the end of the tunnel too. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks guys for having me on. I enjoyed it. And uh, 
hopefully we'll do it again sometime on a lighter note. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Just Between Us Women podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Just Between Us Women podcast, and we absolutely would love to hear from you. If you found this episode helpful, share it with a friend and be sure to share it to your Instagram story and tag us so we can see. You can expect episodes every Tuesday.